Today is July 17th. The Bucks get swept by the... Who cares? Quinn Priester, Andy Rodriguez, and Leover Peguero are here. It's Double Debut Monday. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Let's go. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I am joined as always by my brother Jake. What's that? <laughs> hey man, what's going on? <laughs> you know, every once in a while, you have a seasons, you have a series of three where you're saying, what are we going to talk about? And then the baseball gods, or maybe not even them, maybe just Ben Sherrington, decides to promote three prospects to the major leagues. It's wild, man. It's, it's you know, we, we, we talk about these guys coming up and everything, and then when are they going to come up? When are they going to come up? And I, I know I, I was, I kind of said, Andy's going to be here after the else. But like, Henry Davis, Nick Gonzalez, Triolo, Andy. Pre- I mean, this is the youth movement. We're getting there. Yeah, and I mean, this is what we said. There's going to be a lot of debuts this year. There's going to be a lot of turnover. There's going to be a lot of things. You're talking about Henry Davis, the number two prospect. Andy Rodriguez, the number three. Quinn Priester, the number four. Nick Gonzalez, the number six. Leover Piguero, the number seven. I'm, I'm going down. Hang on. Jared Triolo, the number 16. I'm still going. Carmen Majinski, the number 23. We've also seen Kanan Smith and Jigba, the number 26. I, I said that as if I was going to say somebody else, but I'm not. <laughs> but we have a possibility later this year, and I think it I think it could possibly happen, but Jared Jones, the, the yeah. 21-year-old who's sitting in AAA right now, getting bumped up and bumped up, and he's our t- number 10. Now, Mike Burroughs is our number 9. We know he's... He's on the shelf with an injury. Tamar Johnson's number one. He's 19 years old. He did just crush his, what, fourth home run in his past fifth games today? I mean, he's on fire right now. And and you know what? During all of this, I expect to see him to Greensboro soon. Yeah. Anthony Salamito, the number five, has already been moving. He's in double A. And then Bubba Chandler is is in Greensboro right now. But, I mean, you're talking about our top ten and, like, 70% 70% of them are going to graduate off this list. Yeah. Now, granted, Paul Skeens goes to the top, and and maybe some other guys fall into that. I mean, you're going to start talking about some of these other guys as being top 10 prospects uh, in the organization, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's ridiculous. Like, that's this is what we want to see. We want to see this right. get to this point. Uh, and, but here we are. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. this. We're going to talk about, um, you know, we'll start off talking about the series a little bit, uh, but we really want to get into these guys and talk about the excitement of these guys coming up and and maybe a few things that it, that it means, who are they, all that kind of stuff, which most of you know who they are already. But And then we'll look forward to the Guardians and, and maybe talk about when we're talking about these guys too. 
maybe some corresponding moves that I don't believe have, have been announced yet. Um, I, I just, I don't believe they have been, but there's been some moves. So we'll go from there. Skeen's still not signed, by the way. <laughs> so just to throw that out there, uh, there's been four guys signed. So a lot to talk about, man. Yeah. We made a, we made a last minute call. Uh, to to head back home and visit the parents and uh, our uncles in visiting and so they were like hey you know they what are the chances uh, you could come in and see him and I said you know what I mean that'd be good we haven't seen him you know what I mean and so whenever Katie got home on Saturday well I, I started texting her before but whenever she got home we got ready and left just like a last minute thing just to say let's let's go see him he's in town from from Tennessee and. Uh, hang out. They had gone to the pirate game on Friday, but Katie was like, well, if we do, what are the chances we go tonight? This was Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I said, if we do, we're going to stick around more on Sunday and get home a little later. And she's like, I think we can do that. So last minute decision, I bought the best tickets I've ever sat <laughs> at PNC <laughs> Park. <laughs> so I just on a whim. And I was like, well, we could get those seats for, 80 bucks a ticket or we can spend like an extra 50 bucks and just go and sit in the best seats we've ever sat in. Yeah. So that's what we did. That's what we did. It was just because it was just the two of us, right? We don't have to buy other tickets. We don't have to worry about getting four seats. Like we get an opportunity to just, you know, to not look at the weather and hit up a game where we sat five innings in the rain. (laughs) 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 But Oviedo was dealing. Yeah. 10 strikeouts, six innings, one hit. And you know the story, we we blew it. We only scored one run. You blow the whole thing up. Uh, got to see a Henry Davis homer, first one at PNC Park. Yeah. So that was good, but all in all, it was good. Uh, you know, I say this all the time. I don't know, it's kind of, it is what it is, and I know it's very, uh, the Pirates can't say this, but we can Right, we've we've criticized this the other way. I had a good time at the game. It was a decent yeah. ball game. It was a pitcher's duel, um, but it was a decent ball game. You kind of had a bonehead play at the end of the game. It ended up kind of not mattering. I I wonder if the at bats were different in the bottom of the ninth. If we actually don't give up that second run, you know, Davis yeah. throws the ball home, and we don't get the out at home, so they they take the lead. Yeah. But if we just don't give up that second run by throwing the ball to second, he throws the second, throws it in the dirt. I don't know. I, I don't know what Marcano's thinking, even trying for the tag. Just throw home. But yeah. he tries for the tag, I guess, thinking, I, I guess if I'm going to get inside his head, maybe if I could just tag him out before the guy scores, then we're out of the inning anyway. But right. two outs with Bednar on the mound, like, just eat it. Let that guy go to second. Just eat it. We're going to probably strike the next guy out. I mean, chances are, you look at the statistics, the next guy's probably going to strike out. Right. So that that was my only thing. And then does it change? Do you get one, do you get one run if the at-bats change a little bit? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, Palacios is up there. Was it Palacios? No. Who am I thinking? I'm thinking of today's game and, you know what I mean? I'm thinking of the right. different games entirely. 
Um, I can't remember, but like, do you get that run in if you only need to get one in instead of needing to get two? Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but Duval's a beast as well. He stinks. Okay. Yeah, I know. He's good, but like, you just, when you want to say like, today he can stink though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Bednar gave up yeah. an RBI base hit, let it inherited runners score. So can this guy. I mean, not inherited runners, but you can you can get to him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, home crowd, uh, hoist the colors. You know what I'm saying? Like you only need one run. I I just wonder if the at bats change a little bit if you only need one. It could. You had guys on, and then an inning ending double play, game ending, right? That how it was. That was the yeah, night before. That was good. Friday night. Dude, I'm just all kinds of blurred right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was a good game. Did not stick around for fireworks. For those of you adults who like fireworks, you'll have to explain it to me because I don't get it. Um, that's it. We got, we got out of there before the fireworks went off. I was happy about that. Not happy about uh, getting swept, obviously. Right. Especially when you had back-to-back nights, uh, Saturday and Sunday, so I guess, you know, night and then day, where if you just score the four runs that I always talk about, then you win both games. You lose yeah. three to one, and then you lose Eight whatever, four. but like you scored four, but not till the 10th. Right. If you had four at the end of the ninth, the game would have been over. Yep. Four runs. So the offense is not getting it done right now. No, we're not getting it done like in big spots with multiple runners on base. Like I, I can't, so many times we've had bases loaded. We just get maybe one run. It's, right. We're getting out of, they're getting out of it with no runs. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be able to capitalize on this, uh, on those situations over and over again. We can say this and it's mm-hmm. the offense is, say, is struggling. I, I will say that, you know, we could have laid down. We we gave up five in the tenth inning. We could have laid down. We ended up with the tying run on deck. Henry Davis, like a little, you know, base knock that scored catch. But yeah, which goes to show the same sort of thing. Um really should have only given up one run. Yeah. You know, and it, it's messy. Mm-hmm. It just gets messy. And to me, it's not about giving up the eight eventually in the 10th inning. It's not about, you know, what happened there and what caused those extra runs to score Saturday or that extra run to score on Saturday. That stuff is secondary to me when it comes to if the offense just scores. The entire game has changed. The pitching staff is doing well right now to give us a chance, at at least the last two games. And somehow it happened on Sunday with Beto only going two and two thirds. Yeah. And turning it over to the bullpen and still holding them. So, what do you do when the offense is struggling? You call in reinforcements. <laughs> they did this with Henry Davis, Nick Gonzalez. They were called up very shortly after one another to try to get something going, and it worked for a minute. But you're in a position now where you've got two catchers and neither one of them can hit. <laughs> and say what you want. Well, Jason Delay's a little bit better. He's actually not a little bit better than Austin Hedges. He's been a little bit worse than Austin Hedges lately. 
<laughs> he hasn't hit good since April. Like he literally right. hasn't hit. He's been under 200 in every other month of the year. He's not like, he's just riding that early surge and right. his, his average has stayed somewhat reasonable throughout that process, but he's not a good hitter. He hasn't ever been. He had a good right. month. Right. I'm actually pulling it up as I'm ranting about it. 390 in April. And then he hit 214 in May. So I'll give that to you. I said I said he was under. He wasn't quite under 200. He hit 214. Then he hit 120 in June. And he did get a hit in today's game, which put him up to 200 for his 10 games or 10 at-bats, I'm sorry, so far in July. Like he's still not getting it done. Right. And just to check my just to check my argument here in June, uh Austin Hedges hit 184. You're talking about 64 points better. And he's hitting 235 in July so far, so still better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We complain about hedges, and really, we know who hedges is. Jason DeLay, we think we know, but it's actually worse. <laughs> And I don't, you know, I don't say that to to dog on on any of these guys. Hitting is difficult, oh, yeah. and both of them yeah. are plus defenders, and they do a very good job at what they do. And mm-hmm. we have been told time and time again that the Pirates like that, right? That they really do like both Hedges and Delay. And calling up Andy Rodriguez is not contrary to that. They they still like that, right? They're just not gonna. They have to do something about this offense. They can yeah. t- both things can exist at the same time. Yeah, we do like that. We also like hits. So we're gonna call up Andy Rodriguez because we think he might get some. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So word on the street is as we move into these to these uh call-ups, uh Andy Rodriguez is gonna get the starting job moving forward. Yeah. Hedges will be the backup, and they are saying that Henry Davis will begin to catch games. So they're gonna run with the three of them. Meaning delays the odd man out, who I believe has options. Yeah. I'm almost and 100% sure of that. It's the right, it's the right call. Whether you want uh, Hedges off this roster or not, the dude is still a, a mind mm-hmm. that is going to be needed in Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis's ear. Mm-hmm. That, that, that veteran... Just like Santana and Kutch has been for the infielders and the the, the position players in general, yeah. the hitters. It's it's going to be important for them to pick the be able to pick the brain of Austin Hedges. Yeah, Jason Delay has all three options. That's an easy call, then. It's an easy call. Always was. The question I have with this, before we talk about the individual players, let's talk about some of the moves. And I had it pulled up, but it seems like I've closed it, so I'll reopen it. Kutch was pulled, uh, was brought back from the injured list, and Rodolfo Castro was sent down. Mm-hmm. This was uh, not really a surprise to me, and something that you and I talked about, saying he needs to get reps, he needs to hit every day, and and figure out his swing because it's not there right now. Right. Um, if he figures it out then maybe he becomes an, a, a bench piece on this roster and as we thought that he might going down the road. If he doesn't, then this is the story that, that's written and we, we've said that before. Um, Will Crow, rehab assignment to Indianapolis and I think Zestrisny outrighted to the Indians. 
I, I don't know that we covered said that or anything or if it's even important to say. But either way, we know that Castro is down. And that's important right now because... So first off, Piguero and Endy are on the 40-man roster. So there's no 40-man move that needs to be made. Um, but there is an active roster moves that need to be made. So we've already covered delay. For Endy, that seems like the easy call. The next call is not so easy. You've got Choi back. You've got Kutch back. And when you look at that infield, you've got Triolo at third because Key's still hurt. You've got Santana slash Choi slash Connor Joe at first, you know, obviously. You've got Tukapita at short currently and Nick Gonzalez at second. And then you've got nobody. They're going to play every day right now because we have nobody. So either Peguero's coming up to be that second, short, third, like the guy who can help out now that you've sent Castro down or Marcano, who a lot of people thought, well, Marcano is probably going down for Peguero. I don't think they can afford to do that. I think they've got to keep Marcano around for at-bats. And then maybe when Bay comes back, you got that Marcano, Castro, Bay question still lingering who gets the bench spot. Mm-hmm. If Marcano's still struggling when Bay comes back, maybe they give him a shot. Maybe it doesn't matter, and maybe Castro starts hitting and they switch him and Marcano at some point. Like I I don't know. But the point is, is like I think they're gonna be hard pressed to move to Capita down because they've got no one else. If one of right. those guys gets hurt, who's gonna play any of those positions? I guess Andy could play second. And then you could figure everything out from there, mm-hmm. right? So, so if it's if it's Triolo, you just put Nick Gonzalez at third, Andy at second. You also, I guess, you could put Connor Joe in a pinch. You could put him at third base. <laughs> yeah, he's played a little bit of second, hasn't he? Connor Joe, I no, I not that I know of. I know. I think we had this conversation before, and we looked it up. And I think we he did not. Okay, so anyway, I mean, I think that you would just go Andy at second at that point whether any of those three and then Gonzalez just moves to whatever position or if it's him and then they make a move the next day, but that's not really ideal. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And this is somewhat of the problem of running with three catchers, but the issue that, or the, the, the situation that we're running into by carrying three catchers is Henry Davis is playing outfield. Right. Which means we also have Connor Joe, Josh Palacios, Brian Reynolds, Jack Sawinski, and and Henry Davis, really, as five outfielders and four infielders. Like, that doesn't make sense. There's another position in the infield. And we've right. got two guys who are first base only. And really, go ahead and throw McCutcheon into the outfield mix. We understand he's a DH. But we're talking six possible outfielders on any day. Yeah. I, so, think, I mean, I just I just look for Palacios to go down. I look for it to be Palacios as well. I, I, I don't know what other move you make. It's not going to be Connor right. Joe. I think it has to be Palacios. Um, so we've, we've seen a couple reports, uh, on Twitter that Cody Bolton was packing bags and saying goodbyes, which means that he's being optioned. He's not a guy that they would de- move off the 40 man. But when it comes to right. Quinn Priester, we've got to make a 40 man move. Cody Bolton is not that he's going to make a spot on the active roster. The easy button here would be Andre Jackson, who never made it to the pirates here. He was, he was claimed. He's in the minors right now. I'd say he probably gets DFA'd. Um, I, I don't know any other moves that you would make. Everybody who's on the 60-day is on the 60-day. If Will Crow's in a in a 
starting rehab right now. He's on the 60-day injured list. He's going to have to come off of that some point, and then somebody else has to be moved. Yeah. I would assume at that point maybe Ryan Barucki. I don't know. But that's just me assuming because he's, in, in my opinion, the lowest guy on the totem pole once Andre Jackson is gone. But, man, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Rowanzi Contreras has been sent down to the complex. Alec, Alec Manoa type uh, treatment. Yeah. Get him in the lab. That's wild, man. I think it's got to be the move, though. No, uh, I agree with it. We're going to watch wild. those. Yeah, we're going to watch those box scores all the time. Mm-hmm. Just get it out of your head, man. Let's just figure this thing out. Yeah. Will you invest into guys that you care about and guys that you think can be really good? And I think this is a Pirates way of investing into them. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows, you know, he's he's got to make the extra effort as well. You know, it's got to be reciprocated. And I have no doubt that he will. Like, he's going to go down there and he's going to work his tail off trying to figure this out. Yeah. He's got to. He's got to. We need him to. Yeah, it's 100%. The organization needs him to. Well, I mean, like we talked about Friday, you started naming... You started naming these the, these pitching options that they have. You can tell, like you're bit a little bit this. You're a little snake bit this year. Mm-hmm. You've had some injuries. You've had some guys struggling, like Contreras and Ortiz, with Brew Baker and Velasquez down, and I mean even go Harleen Garcia. But just talking about the rotation, we've talked about Mike Burrows being an option to debut this year and not going to get that option because he's gone down with an injury. And you start looking at all this and you're, you know, the, the, it's it's not crazy to think, oh, well, the injuries. They, they started this season with a lot of depth. Yeah. And it's just kind of dwindled away. But then you start paying attention. You're like, oh, but, but we didn't realize that, like, Salomito could be, he could be here in 25. <laughs> he could be here maybe at the end of 24 if yeah. he continues at this rate. Jared Jones could touch this year and come up next year. You just drafted Paul Skeens who could come up next year. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, all right, I think we're okay. But also, hey, Rowanzi, it's up to you, man, because you could be passed up. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, you know, obviously you hope for the best. He plays on your team, so it's kind of silly not to. <laughs> right. Um, but at the end of this year, I still think the Pirates are going to make a move there. Without getting into that, Osvaldo Beto, I think, was kind of a, uh, you know, I don't think we understood that this was going to be one of our options. <laughs> and, you know, pound for pound, like, all in all, really hasn't been that bad. I know right. I know Sunday's start was ugly, and he's had other other moments as well, but, like, he's given us a couple good starts, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, he's one of those guys that it's just, he's got decent stuff, he's just, figuring out how to locate it all the time sometimes bites him. Yeah. All right, so let's get into these guys. Who do you want to go after, man? I I, I think Andy Rodriguez. Let's start with him. I'll, I'll cut in line, and then I'll let you go next. But Andy Rodriguez, just because everybody kind of already knows. Yeah. We've all been calling his name. He wasn't the first one announced. I love the way they did this, by the way, because Quinn Priester was the first one announced. He was there in the dugout Saturday, Sunday, you know what I'm saying? He was on the taxi mm-hmm. quad, taxi squad Sunday. I think he was in Pittsburgh on Saturday. Maybe not till Sunday. I can't remember. 
Um, but either way, like this was like, okay, let, let's hype this up a little bit because I think some people maybe they knew about him, but like you look at the numbers and you're, and you're thinking like, are we excited here? <laughs> May 27th, I went to see Indy and Columbus. That was that week they were in Columbus. I went to three games and I went to Priester's start and I was all excited. He pitched an inning and two thirds, gave up six, eight runs, five earned, six walks in an inning and two thirds. Struck out three, but <laughs> <laughs> probably chasing. Yeah. Um, Indy actually ended up tying the game in the eighth. And so he didn't even take the L, but awful start. Grant Cook caught the game. And I say that to say, um, Andy has caught all but four of Priester's 18 starts this season. Uh, I think it only makes sense to call him up with Quinn Priester, right? Right. And so we'll get into Quinn Priester's numbers overall outside of just that start. But that was just to set up the fact that, like, making Andy Rodriguez come up and catch him for the first game was probably a, a great move just for Quinn Priester let alone right, the Pirates offense. Right. But so that's, he's already caught him. I'm trying to do very simple math in my head, but he's already caught him 14 times. So it's a good, you know, there's a little bit of familiarity yeah. there when, when you're going to, uh, when you're going to show up and you're going to be, you know, obviously nervous to make your debut and all those things. Hey, you get to throw to your guy. Yeah. A little comfort piece. I didn't get to quite look up the numbers. Um, with and without Andy, uh, obviously you can see that, you know, I mentioned that Cook caught that game. I also saw a six-inning scoreless game that he pitched with several strikeouts that Cook caught. So I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, well, he's only good with with Andy and nobody else. It, right. He's had good starts, you know, in some of those other games as well. Um, and he's had bad starts with Andy back there. But we all know Andy started off slow. We know it's been documented that he was that he was pressing and trying to do too much because he wanted to be called up. He wanted he wanted to be in the majors, and so he started off slow. And what do we have? What do we have here? Um, June and July, he's hit two ninety six, three sixty. That's average on base in June. Three thirty three, four fifty in July. Um, on the year, two sixty eight, three fifty six with a seven seventy one OPS. Six homers. Um, just turned 23 in May. We're very young. We've got even more young guys showing up. Um, man, this is a young team. And at 23, 24 is kind of the age, isn't it? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. the, the starting yeah, it seems to be yeah, the starting lineup's gonna have a lot of 20, 22, 23, 24 in it. Yeah. Because Priester's still 22, Andy's 23, Pagero's still 22. But then you've got Sawinski, who just turned 24. Nick Gonzalez just turned 24. I mean, that's just, you know, you could also say Castro, Cal Mitchell, Luis Ortiz, 24. Rowanzi's 23. I mean, this is ridiculous. Bay's right. 23. Marcano's 23 or 24, did I say? 23. O'Neill Cruz is around that age. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I know he's not there. Right. Triolo's a little bit, actually, 20. Five, maybe 25, 25. Got to have it here. Still young, dude. Still very young. Yeah. Very young. A lot of very young and obviously inexperienced. 
Um, and this just continues the movement, man, the youth movement in Pittsburgh where we said there's a lot of guys to come up. Well, <laughs> this is proof. They're all coming. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, like I said at the beginning, like it's been crazy, like the amount almost all at once. Like it's, <laughs> this is a very short period of time. We're seeing like what, five and we six got people and we have three right now, one day, three mm-hmm. guys. Now, Pagaro made his debut last year. He played one game, got a base hit, walked one for three. The youngest of the group. Yeah. You know, he won't be 20. He won't be 23 till New Year's Eve. But he's coming up. So he's got one game, right? He started off in double A this year, moved up to triple A, 260, 333 with a 795 OPS. Um, Started off a little bit slow and then went on a tear. Um, Good shortstop, would you say? Just good. I mean, he's going to make some errors. Got a great arm. Yeah. It's going to be rangy because he's fast. Yeah, but there's some, uh, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. You get on a major league field, it's going to get a little bit better than it was in double A. Sure. You know what I mean? You get a little truer hops. Yeah. So. The the field maintenance crew makes a little more money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, there's more money to put into it, all that stuff. Sure. Right. So all of that, but the whole thing starts with Quinn Priester as far as announcements, right? Yeah. And Quinn Priester comes here. He's he's had some like some rough starts. Location, part of it, a lot of walks in those rough starts, right? But when he's not, mm-hmm. when he has the good starts, that's, you know, they're not. The stuff's all there. Sherrington said on TV, he's got a complete uh, mix arsenal. of pitches. Yeah, complete arsenal, complete mix of pitches. He's going to throw a lot of different things. It's not like when, when you brought up Rowanzi and it's like he's got the fastball and the slider. We'll work on the changeup, but he's got these two. They're great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, same thing with Luis Ortiz. He's got the two pitches. He'll get that third. This is a guy who's already got them all. Yeah. They're all working. They're all good. It's just execution and location that yeah. you're waiting on. And and Sherrington kind of said he made an adjustment lately, recently, that's made it better. And so I thought about that start on May 27th, and I thought, well, what's the June numbers look like? What do July numbers look like? What I found out was the May numbers, even with that start, are actually the the best month he had, even with that start. <laughs> um, the numbers are good. The, the the ERA at the end of April was 778. So when you look at his 431, you're thinking like, why are we excited? Well, since April, it's a 331. He had a 281 in, in May with that terrible start mixed in. 341, and in just two starts, a 405. He just had one start where he gave up four runs and then a good start. Uh, I think he gave up a couple runs, but it, I mean, it was all in all a good start. Yeah. Um, but lowering it down to a 431, it's it's a 331 ERA if you just take April away, which I know you, in, in Major League Baseball, you don't take months away. In the minors, you absolutely do. Sure. You know what I'm saying? You can say, yeah. but what has he done recently? Is he ready? And that's what you want to see is progression. And I think it's what you've seen. I mean, obviously, May, something clicked, uh, and he had a great May. But just yeah. sprinkle in a couple four-run outings and, you know, still a 331 ERA is, is solid. Yeah. So striking guys out, doing kind of everything, limiting walks a little bit, um, still kind of the thing that I, I think is going to be interesting to see is if he can continue to stay in the zone – and be effective in the zone, 
we're going to see a good version of Quinn Priester. And if, if he starts walking, guys, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Which is, and it's just how, how it goes. You can't be just giving up free bases. It'll come back to bite you every time. Since that, that start on May 27th, every start has gone at least five innings. And he's had two that went five innings and then five and a third. And those ones he gave up four and six runs. Other than that, and there was well, there was another five one where, where he gave up four. Other than that, it's six innings, no runs. 6.2, one run. Six innings, no runs. Seven innings, or seven and a third, two runs. You know what I'm saying? Like, the starts are good. Yeah. I look back, six in, in May, six innings, no runs. Six innings, two runs. Seven innings, one run. Five innings, no runs. And then he had the bad start in Columbus. So, like, he was on a string of being lights out. Yeah, I was so excited going into that game. <laughs> I don't know what the heck happened because he came right back his next start and was good. So I don't know. Either way, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's kind of hard not to be right now when, I mean, you got four starters on on your roster right now. You're just dying to get pitching. You've got everybody right. banged up. Kind of been kind of been beating this drum a little bit. Need to be bringing him up. Need to be giving these yeah. guys shots. That's why I said Jared Jones is on this list as well because somebody else is going to struggle. And when he does, if Beto, if Beto goes down this a path of struggle, or Quinn's not getting it done, then Jared Jones, you're up next, man. Like they, they've got to figure something yeah. out. So yeah. I'm excited about it. With that said, three guys. Now we got the double debut going. Probably the battery. The way that the way that the rumors are going, I mean, it's likely Andy's going to be catching tonight. This is Monday, right? We release on Monday mm-hmm. um, with with Priester pitching. Um, Peguero's probably at short, reunited yeah, I mean, with I, his best friend. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine you would just call him up to sit the bench. So, I mean, Tukapita's has not exactly been lights out right now. Yeah, He's I mean, I would on a little bit at the plate. Yep. And despite like what I said, you need that other infielder. I think because Tuke's been struggling, I think that makes it really easy to just say, "Yeah, absolutely. you got short for a while. Let's see what you got." Because mm-hmm. I we gave, I mean, not short, but we gave Bay a chance and he he didn't show up. We gave Castro a chance and he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. We gave Marcano a chance and he started to, but didn't show up. And now you could say Nick Gonzalez, and he's been. You know, starting to, but like, where are you at on Nick Gonzalez right now? I don't know. I mean, we know the strikeouts are going to be there. Overall, right. he hasn't been bad. I think that he's he. I think he's been. You know, he's had certainly had moments where it was a lot better, and I think maybe the All Star break did him an injustice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just watch, see if he bounces back. I mean, these guys are first round guys. I mean, you know, when you yeah, talk about you know, Nick Gonzalez, and you know, this is how the this is how it works. You get, you come up and you get your few games in, and you you either light it up or you don't. League starts making adjustments. It's a it's a cat and mouse game, and that's why, you know, you, you talk to veterans and they're like, we're we're still making adjustments. We've been in the league for eleven years. Yeah. So, they make their adjustments quicker than the young guys do. It's just how it works. Right. And the book's out on those guys, so they're making adjustments in-game, depending on the pitcher a lot of times, where they're not necessarily being adjusted to like a rookie is 
Like they're punching yeah. back because they're getting the book on specifically Nick Gonzalez. Oh, you mean if I if I throw strikes and breaking balls? You know what I mean? Because early on it was like he's still not hitting the breaking ball, but he's working counts and forcing them to throw fastballs, and it was working. And so now you're seeing a little bit of if I throw fastballs here, he you know, yeah. I can get him on it because he's seeking fastballs. So they're missing the zone, and he's he's chasing a little bit. Um, at least I haven't really looked that up, but at least from what I can see, I see a lot of that. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting the in-game interview that uh, on Sunday's game they were talking to Webb, and he said, "Yeah, he said the the book was out basically. He was reading the scouting report, but at the same time, these guys that are the ones that are supposed to be chasing aren't." Did you and, just call Cobb Webb? Yeah, I did. Like Cobweb. Cobweb. Is that what you were doing? No, they were talking to Alex Cobb, right? Yeah, but you said Webb. I was thinking Logan Webb. Isn't he a Giants pitcher too? (laughs) I don't know. I just thought thought maybe you were thinking I thought he was their stud. No, I wasn't thinking Cobweb. Oh, that's what my brain feels like right now. Well, that's what I was wondering. Logan Webb, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It threw me off because I when you said that, I was like, well, now I don't even know. I got you. Hey, by the way, is Alex Cobb? I mean, when did he start throwing 96? I don't know. I thought he was just like, I'm going to throw a changeup 75% of the time. <laughs> anyway, move on. Anyway, yeah, but it's just like, it's always a game of adjustments. These, you know, hopefully you have your coaches that can do help you do that. But, you know, that's one of the things that we, we've, we've talked about previously. Yeah. Yeah. So which one of these three are you most excited about? That That's tough. That's tough it, for me. I, I, it, a little bit. The easy buttons, Andy, right? Yes, because I'm the... I don't want to get too excited about Leover. Leover, Pregero, because Cruz is coming back. <laughs> you know, I mean, how long is Pregero actually going to get to stay in the starting lineup because of that? Yeah, unless he slides to second, if Nick and you know, Gonzalez isn't getting it done, but you, Andy's here. Andy's gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you would so hope, it's, yeah. it's more. It's more like likely for me to be excited for that to see what he's gonna bring to the table and and get this offense jump started. But not the 2019 first round pick, Quinn Priester. No, I I am super excited about him as well. I mean, we need another pitcher. We need him to step up. I, I didn't. I wasn't implying that you weren't excited. I just meant right, like, right. You know, so Andy's really the. I mean, it is the easy button for a reason, huh? Yeah. The offense is the problem. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, getting arms is a problem too. But like, the offense is the problem right now, and catching the has been problem. an offensive problem all season. Yeah. Shortstop makes sense that it's a problem because our shortstop's injured. Yeah. Our catchers have not been injured. Right. It's just the way it is. <laughs> kind of hoping for it. No, I'm just kidding. I never hope for an injury. No. But anyway, yeah, I think for me, I mean, the easy button is Endy for a reason. I mean, the catching position offensively um, has been well complained about. Mm-hmm. Very, very much, very loudly complained about. <laughs> and so it, it certainly, I mean, he's been the guy that we've known the top prospect all I mean I know Termar number 1 on the on the pipeline but like 
we know that Tamar's a long ways off, so Andy was the next guy. And really, it was surprising. Well, actually, Henry Davis was number two. But the fact that he started in AAA and Davis in AA kind of made you think. I mean, we said it on here. Well, Andy's first. Yeah. Then they'll let Henry catch for a while, and then Henry will come. And it and it was a complete flip-flop because of the seasons that they've had. Right. Where it was like, we got to get Davis's bat up here. And then now, um, you know, Andy might be some weeks late if, if you want to get nitpicky. Right. Uh, but either way, it's happening now. I think it's cool that it's happening with, with Priester. Yeah. I think that's definitely. a really cool thing. Um, you want to sell tickets on a Monday night? That's probably a good way to do it. I mean, if I if I didn't have plans, I I might have turned around and drove right back on Monday <laughs> for something like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know yeah. I'm a sucker for MLB debuts, so it's just kind of my thing. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing. No. So yeah, Andy Andy will be the big thing uh, for me, and, and then and then Priester. And you're right. I mean, like I said, Pagera's not a not a debut, but he's only played one game. Right. So this is the same, almost essentially. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got a first hit out of the way. You know what I mean? He's so even those sort of things, it's like we're not even waiting for that. Mm-hmm. But we get to see him extended. And and when he got called up, it was like a oh crap, we need somebody right now. You're right there. Get here. And then it, it was a Marcano COVID thing. Yeah. And so, you know, now it's a Marcano can't hit thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's either a leg thing. (laughs) Or it's a COVID thing. (laughs) Redo Major League for that. (laughs) Could you imagine? All right, so uh, let's kind of get through here this a little bit. Uh, I'm excited. Andy Rodriguez, Quinn Priester, debuts as a battery. I wonder how many times that's happened. Didn't look it up. Hmm. That'd be, be interesting. interesting to know. And Leover Pagero as well, probably be playing a shortstop. It's a very young offense. You'd like to say that the offense is going to start clicking because we've got two new guys for this lineup in positions that have been struggling. I, I just, I'm just not sure it's that easy. You got a <laughs> lot of young guys. This team's going to yeah. continue to struggle a little bit. They'll get a little fire here and there. I still think they've got a run or two in them. Um, not like a playoff run this year. Right. <laughs> Let's right. not, you know what I mean? But I think they've got a, like an April run. Yeah. They've got, a, they've got some good baseball to play. Yeah. Uh, Cruz comes back at some point. What'd we say? Mid August, probably the earliest, maybe looking at like, even just like a last month of the season, September kind of a thing. I have a feeling if this team's not doing well, I don't know if they, well, we'll talk about that later. If they rush him or, or get him back or they, I'm sorry, if they get him back or they, if they, if they slow it down and take their yeah, time. just take their time. I, I don't know. I, I, but that's probably a conversation for another day. We've got a series here that they're going to be here for against the Cleveland Guardians. And Guardians a little down on it right now, 45-48. We talked about them coming back and getting at the top of the division getting back to 500, putting them at the top of the division. Um, and then they lost four straight games, and the Twins swept the A's, and they were swept by the Rangers. So they're now a couple games back, two and a half games back in the division, just like that, and and three games under 500. And 
you could sit and look at that and say, well, they're they're about like us. Obviously, better record, but yeah, they, they've been they're a little more proven. And then you look at the starters, and you're like, well, we don't have to run into Bieber because he's kind of banged up a little bit. There's they've got some other injuries in their pitching, but this is a pitching factory. Right. So when you've got Logan Allen and Aaron Savali or Savali coming, like that's no, that's a couple good pitchers too. And then you got Xavion Curry, who I'm like, I'm not, I don't know him. I don't have to know him. Cleveland produces pitching. <laughs> <laughs> so like if this offense is going to do anything against Cleveland, they're going to have to earn it because that, yeah. that team always pitches. Um, what they don't do very well is hit. And they, you know, I still think that they've got talent. They're a little bit like the Pirates in that way. They're very young. And they've got guys who just – who performed last year that are having down years. They'll bounce back, I'm sure, but for right now, maybe a little struggle. Uh, maybe we're in the same position as they are as far as in the season. You're just coming right. off a sweep. You're coming out of the out of the all-star break hoping for better things, and you, you get swept. So both teams are going to have a little to fight for right here. Sure. Um, I don't know, man. Quinn Priester, Andy Rodriguez... Leover Peguero, let's take that first game. Right. Get a little magic nice. there. You got home. You're at home. Let's, you know, I mean, and then set yourself up to take one of the other two. I would assume Keller and Hill are pitching. You know how we always talk about Keller starts? You got to win those ones. Mm-hmm. But you got to score runs, man. This offense has got to figure out how to score runs. No matter who's on the field, no matter who's in the lineup, you got to score yeah. runs at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, no other way to put it, man. I was going to try to think of something else to say for that. There's nothing. Got a lot of friends uh, who are Guardians fans. Shout out to you guys if you're ever listening to this. I, I know I know a few of them do. Mm-hmm. Just to check it out every once in a while and see what's going on. Um, good luck to those guys. Uh, close your ears for a second while I talk to Pirates fans. Let's sweep those stinking Guardians. They're from Cleveland. I'm, you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, you know, hopefully a little little friendly rivalry. We get to um, just say gotcha at the end of this series to one or the other. But either way, both teams are in need of uh, a little pickup in this yeah. series. So, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously. And the Guardians are in a position where, I mean, that division is, you. if you are 500, you might win it. Right. So they certainly have a good shot of their division still. They're, they're far from out of this thing. <laughs> crazy the central in both leagues is just not so bad but i mean there's just yeah it's a baseball problem we know this yeah we don't have to go down that path (laughs) (laughs) all right man priester rodriguez peguero q andy peggy whatever you want to call them (laughs) uh get the nicknames oh dang it peggy (laughs) dang it bobby (laughs) (laughs) Um, kudos to you, Ben, for calling these guys up. By the way, I tweeted on Saturday, as soon as that game ended on Saturday, I said, we already knew about Priester. I said, maybe Andy will catch Quinn on Monday. And of course I got some, some talk back on it. Uh, John, if you're listening, you know, he said, I got a better chance, which has been funny. We had a little back and forth today. Like they picked him over you, man. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I, somehow I've even had some guys tell me today that it's, that monkeys are going to fly out of Ben Sherrington's. I'm like, 
check the pirates Twitter for the monkeys because he's already been announced. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so I don't know. Um, it's kind of fun though. I, I like to throw something out there and then have it come true. Yeah. You got any closing, closing notes? Let's get out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's young bucks, you know, get on it. Yeah. It's time to start see seeing can, it, right? See if we can write the ship with the young bucks. Get on a run right here. Let yep. it, let it excite you. Have Use this as fuel. It's good. Um, I will say one more thing. Uh, pirates missed out. Pirates missed out. <laughs> Sean Casey was just hired as the Yankees hitting coach. Dang it. Dang it. Well, why don't we just, why don't we do that? Right. You would have to go for it. Right there, man. Right, right. He's right, right there. Mayor. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks.